0: And I here say hi, Allie. Hello, Allie. (laughs) We are doing a book of the week series today, but we're together this time, so that's exciting. Not like you guys really need to know that, but we felt like we'd share. Um, we're gonna start out with a hot seat question, though. Hot seat question today is what is an interesting fact? I'm not sorry,
1: you have to start because mine's terrible.
0: In other words, it's a glorified who knew we used to do these where you learn something new and you're like, who knew? Um, so one that I learned this week was when you wash something in your washer, like clothes, cause I don't know why you'd be washing anything else but clothes anyways. Um, like oh sure sure so when you wash things in there when you're done you pull all the clothes out you should leave the washer open like the lid because otherwise it will start to rust and I only learned that because ours recently started to rust so now I have to google how to get rid of rust and I also am going to now be leaving the lid open
1: that was a really good example
0: I really hope that everyone
1: knows who knew to do that though honestly Um, I also learned that you shouldn't put coffee grounds down the sink because it's probably real bad for the... Actually, that's a conversation Jason and I have all the time. I'll put like carrot shavings down there. Oh, I do that all the time. Well, if you have a garbage disposal, I feel like you might be able to, but like you're probably just weakening your garbage disposal. Like just use the garbage. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's just so much easier to put it down the sink.
1: It is because it's there and then the water's running. It's helpful. So anyway... There you go, guys. Now you've learned some things. Um, we are hanging out in 1 Timothy today, um, one of the pastoral epistles. Um, Paul wrote to Timothy, um, and I want to share a verse. Um, yeah, and we're going to talk about discipline today, right? Yeah. Um, but we have a lot of verses for you guys. I don't think we're going to pick just two because we we really enjoyed this book. I don't know what it was, but the Lord just had it on our hearts to, to learn a lot. So I wanted to read the uh, chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, because um, I think it's kind of like the theme of why Paul wrote this to Timothy. He said, I hope to come to you soon, but I am writing these things so that to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of truth first of all the word
0: buttress
1: (laughs) so good um but yeah um we know what that means yeah I think it's something um architectural that's what I think of like a like a flying buttress is that a thing check the show notes we'll have some pictures up there goodness gracious um But, Catherine, do you want to talk a little bit about discipline? I almost said disciplin. It's
0: not. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool because, and I think um, when we recorded our last episode, Kevin was talking about this, but the word disciple is literally in the word discipline. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, But discipline means the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. Um, And the word disciple comes from the Latin word discipulus, meaning student. So disciple means student, and the word discipline is from the Latin word disciplina, which means instruction and training, um, derived from the root word disir, which means to learn. So essentially, um, a disciple is someone who learns, and when we have discipline, we're practicing instruction and training. So they kind of go together, and we're going to be talking about both of those in the next couple weeks. Today, we're really focusing on discipline. and I think that's just cool just to to learn like so discipline means instruction and training. So let's kind of go off that and like I think that verse Timothy talks a lot about this.
1: Yeah definitely and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that like Paul is writing to Timothy who is in Ephesus and is like in charge. So this letter is like Paul the mighty Paul you know um shedding light and wisdom and like encouraging timothy in case he doesn't get there to be with him to kind of just um encourage him in the right direction right so um it's good it's good stuff um oh so in chapter two um when i was reading it it was uh, yeah i put a pin in it and i said listen i need to come back and read this some of the verses uh like let me just read you 11 and 12 let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness, and twelve is I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man, rather she is to remain quiet and as someone on a podcast, <laughs> I was like, "I don't really know I knew I had to read deeper, you know i I knew there was something in me that said okay, I, I, uh, my flesh does not like this verse. I'm going to need to dig in and figure this out, especially if I'm going to talk about this book openly. Right. Like I'm, I, I don't know. I had to dig into it. So I did that. I spent a lot of time doing that. I have some thoughts. Um, I, I just, I think it's important when we're talking about discipline. Um, and, and Catherine and I came at this idea of discipline two different ways. I was thinking more about like self-control and self-discipline. Whereas Catherine was thinking of like relational discipline, which is, which is really good. And we'll talk about both of those things. Um, But I think a lot of the self-discipline or the idea of like disciplining yourself, it's, it's interesting to me because I understand now that I spent time in the scriptures, what Paul is talking about regarding women. I don't think he's like being chauvinistic or Um, anything like that. But I, I think he's encouraging Timothy um, that there is a certain godliness that we're all called to and it looks different for men and women. Does that, does that kind of summarize it a bit?
0: Yeah, I completely agree with that statement. Cause I think it's kind of goes along with like how, you know, how God, the father is three separate entities. They all have different roles. It's kind of the same with men and women. Like we're, we're both humans, but we have different roles and different like, um, responsibilities. responsibilities yeah. yeah. So I think you're exactly right. I think in saying that like with women, it may be different. Um, I, this is, I didn't, I wrote
1: this down because, um, I really enjoyed this sermon series from the village church. It's called a beautiful design and it talks about the roles of men and women. And I'm sure there are plenty of books and stuff out there, but the village church, um, Matt Chandler, one of my favorite pastors. Um, and then as far as like, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, Allie, you're crazy and Paul is crazy. And I am, I don't care about this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you're really having a hard time with this, uh, let me suggest to you a book slash devotional from Lisa Turkhurst called unglued, because I feel like that, helps us train ourselves and discipline ourselves in our emotions and our flesh. And James talks about how like our tongue is like ship and things can fly out. And I just think godliness is a discipline that we can all strive for. We can all strive for, men and women.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. It is an interesting chapter. And I think it was one that when I was reading it, I was like, man, I don't even know if I feel equipped to even tackle this. And I think that's okay to admit like – it's okay to have questions. Kind of like we said on our questions episode, like we should have questions and we can wrestle with God about it. Um, And we should be able to go to the church and pastors and other resources to find answers to our questions and, or even ask the Holy Spirit to give you insight into the scripture. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think this is definitely one of those verses where I had a lot of questions. I did think this was kind of cool. Um, So about the whole like jewelry thing. So if you guys read it, I mean we should probably give you some of these scriptures too. Um, but there is like a verse where it talks about um how women shouldn't be wearing like gold and yeah, pearls yeah. or costly attire. Yeah, nine. in verse nine. Um, but I thought this was kind of interesting because I read Exodus thirty-three, one through eleven. It talks a lot about the Israelites going um to the promised land with Moses. And there's a point in the journey where God says, Hey, you guys go on ahead, I'm not coming with you. And the people, the Israelites, they Literally take off their jewelry or in the scripture calls it ornaments. And this was a symbol that it wasn't the time for adorning with the external, but it was a time to bring their hearts right with the Lord. And so how I interpreted this verse too was just almost like put on your godliness instead of outward external um things that you find important or that you feel like you need and put on godliness. And so yeah, I love I love the scripture for that.
1: Yeah, no, it's really good. Um yeah
0: so one thing I really found interesting regarding discipline in First Timothy was First Timothy three one through three, where it says the saying is trustworthy if anyone aspires to the office of overseer. so I kind of interpreted this for us as like leadership. So when we're trying to be leaders in the church, we must be above reproach. Um, sober minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. Um and I just really like I kind of like applied this to myself where I was like, okay, wow, that's a high calling. Like those are I'm not always good at those things um or exhibiting those things in my life. But we know um from First Timothy three fourteen through fifteen Paul wrote these letters. He literally says, I'm writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of the truth. Like what you read before so It's like, we need the discipline to be above reproach. We need it to be, um, self-controlled and respectable people. Um, so what does that discipline look like? And how do we be people? How are we people who are open to discipline, whether it's self-discipline or discipline from others?
1: Yeah. Um, gosh, I don't know. A discipline is, it's hard to like put practically, right? Like for different people, it's different things, you know, it's subjective. It's, um, some people even like eating habits, you know, some people are super picky, don't eat anything. Some people eat too much. I think the same thing must go. I mean, exercise people, some people love it. Some people hate it, but the, at the end of the day, like if you are in Christ, if you are, if God has put this calling on your life, you have a goal, you know, you have somewhere you're going. So yeah, I completely agree with what you're saying uh, with the beginning of chapter three. You know, you do need to be sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable. Um, there, These are things you aim for. Um, yeah. And I mean, I I don't think, you know, God's not the type of God where he's like, you're a Christian. Now you have to stop doing all the things. Um, I think it's a slow process. I mean, even myself, I've been following the Lord for six years and it almost seems like day by day, year by year, there are, there are different things he's calling me to. And I think that is discipline. I, I always put it in this view of just like, what am I doing? What can I be doing better? um, I do want to call out, too, that we Googled reproach because we were like the first line here is must be above reproach, which is to approach someone um, with like a dissatisfaction or disappointment. Um, So that's a really high calling to be above, you know, for no one to look at you disappointed or things like that. But I think to that, there's also a uh, familiarness you need to have with people um, so that they can call you out because no one's perfect. Um, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. So chapter three also goes on to talk about like, um, deacons as well. Um, I think the, the thought here with like the officer overseer is also like a bishop. I think that's the direct translation, but, um, yeah, it's, I really like verse nine in chapter three too. They must hold the mystery of faith with a clear conscience. conscience. Um, the mystery of faith. Like I just think you can't be distracted by other
0: things. Oh, you, you wrote that too. I <laughs> love that. Yeah. I literally was just going to talk about that. <clears throat> um, so I think what stuck out to me with that was like exactly what you said, like another calling that we have is to hold our faith and good conscience by rejecting these things. Some have made shipwreck of their faith, which I think is so interesting. Cause it's like, we're called to hold our faith and have good conscience. When I think of good conscience, I mean I literally think of like when we're aware of sin and we do it anyway, like we don't have a clear conscience about it. You can't. And so like this is calling us to like what we've been saying, a really high calling. But we can we can pull this discipline, this training, this instruction so that we can make progress. And a verse that Allie and I talked about that we love that we wanna make sure we're talking about today is 1 Timothy four fifteen through 16, which says, practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this for by doing so, you will save both yourself and your hearers. And we loved that because it wasn't like practice these things, immerse yourself in them so that you can become perfect. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, so that people see your progress, so that they see that the Allie and Catherine that we are today are different Allie and Catherine's than you saw a year ago and the year before that and 10 years before that. For sure, yeah. different than 10 years ago. Um, but I think that's what's that's what is going to propel the gospel forward when people see life change, real life change. The changing work of Jesus in people's hearts, but not even always overnight, like over time. And it's transforming and it's going to keep transforming as long as we continue to stay focused and continue to be students, like learners of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to that, I think.
1: Um, as we continue to abide, right? And I think abiding is a good word to bring in here, especially because this verse says to immerse yourself in them. And when I think of abiding, that's like remaining in Jesus. But yeah, I think these are really good. This book is crazy good and deep with solid advice and um, knowledge and wisdom and really good stuff for discipline. So, um, I also was randomly scrolling Instagram today and one of my favorite authors, Hannah Brencher was, uh, she really likes discipline. And so she said, um, her post said, discipline is like a muscle. You need to show up consistently to see results. So I really liked that.
0: That's so good. And it's so true. It's interesting because when I think of discipline, like we were saying before, and I guess we can just like circle back on this, like there's two types. There's the type you get from others and then the type you get from yourself. And so I guess practically speaking, like maybe like let's spend the last like couple minutes here, just like kind of like touching on the practical. So I think when I think of discipline from other people, it's interesting because we're, we're adults now right like I feel like discipline from others like applies like hardcore when you're a child because you're always getting disciplined by your parents or your guardian or whatever like you should be because they're teaching you they're instructing you how to behave in this world but when you're an adult you don't always think about people disciplining you but I think it does happen I think it happens through people opening up like giving you feedback telling you your blind spots giving you constructive criticism or like pointing things out to you that you didn't see before um and so I think it definitely happens it just like maybe looks a little different so I was thinking of this analogy we heard from a couple other people but how like when iron sharpens iron it's a bible verse where it talks about like what it's supposed to look like when you have godly friends and influences in your life like it's like iron sharpening iron and so when that happens like sparks fly like it's not like it's this easy process. And so sometimes you might get offended. Sometimes you might not agree with what they're saying or think that they're out of line. But I think one practical for like when you feel like other people are disciplining you or correcting you or teaching you or instructing you, a good thing to do is just be open to the feedback, like reference our feedback episode, but like be open to it, slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen to it, um, but then I think another thing I wrote down was like, if you're unclear of that person's intentions, like I know I've been in situations where sometimes I'm receiving it and I'm like, okay, like I'm struggling with this. And I also don't know where they're coming from on this. Like, I think it's okay to ask those clar- clarifying questions. It's okay to like take some time to process, but I think bottom line, be open to it because it's ultimately refining us to make us better and stronger and like get us to that point of making progress.
1: Yeah um i love that and i think um for the for the three in me like i just want to practically remind people that a good good way to like benchmark your discipline is to set goals and to know like what you want and how you want to get there set up a plan things like that um but some advice that i got from day from i got today from a very strange place um was just to remember to be gentle and patient with yourself because Um, that's really what it comes down to. Like, don't get stressed about not having discipline or not being Jesus or like Jesus, but like be patient with yourself, um, give yourself room to grow, um, and be patient with other people, especially if they're trying to help you trying to show your blind spots. Kevin also said that, um, you can tell when someone's disciplining you in love and when they're not. So, um, (laughs) we, we said, Hey, come back and tell us more about that because, um, could be really interesting, but um, yeah, I think the J- Jesus's you know, main one of his main commandments when he was here was uh, love each other as you love yourself, so you know, love your neighbor, and um. I think that's how we grow. We we love on people and sometimes like Catherine said, it's there are sparks and it's and it's painful and it's uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, if you're in fellowship with this person and you both love Jesus, you're you're sharpening each other in a really good, really powerful way.
0: Yeah. And I think like you may not see it in the moment, but like looking back, you can easily see how that shaped you and like refined you. And another thing I think too, when I think of like self-discipline, um, I think just like constantly being in communication with God about it. I mean, it's so simple, but it's it's where it all stems from at the end of the day. Like um, if you're having trouble, like I know for me, I'm not a morning person and I can have trouble getting out of bed sometimes. And it's like, I lean into God and just say, Lord, <laughs> hi, good morning. I'm struggling getting out of bed. Like, and I talk to him for a couple minutes and like, I feel like just like, letting him remind me like of why I'm I need to get up and like start my day and do these things and whatever it helps. Um and then I think another thing that I really identified with it actually was really convi- convicting. And side note, I feel like all of you should just read First Timothy because it's so meaty. It's way too hard for Allie and I to even like pull out all the gems that are in this chapter or in this book. But one thing that really convicted me personally was first Timothy four, six through 10, um, verse six says, um, or sorry, verse seven says, have nothing to do with your, irre- your silly myths, rather train yourself for godliness. Um, and actually this book in general talks a lot about like not being, um, persuaded by false doctrine or like distracted by it. And I think for me, like and this is just like a personal example, I guess, like I'm a very like open-minded person. I love learning new things and learning about new cultures and like different belief systems and like stuff like that. But it's like, I do need to start to be a little more disciplined, like in keeping myself from those things sometimes, because ultimately I just want to train myself up in godliness. Like that's the value that holds promise for us according to the scripture. So, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there as a personal example of like where I'm personally seeking discipline right now.
1: Love that. Um, I also, when you said that, when you said value, I really thought of what Tim was talking about in church on Sunday and he wrote four words down and each of them have like a, an arrow pointing down. So like value, what you value Becomes your priority, and that's what you discipline yourself for, and eventually, like, and those are your decisions. So the words were value, priority, discipline, and decisions. So your decisions will give you the discipline you want, and that's what you make a priority, and that at the end of the day is what you value. So I just really love that, and wanted to call that back in. Of like,
0: hey, Tim was just talking about that at church on Sunday. So love that. I'm so glad you shared that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I have nothing more to say on First Timothy other than it's amazing please read it y'all like this is just getting your your little mind wet no <laughs> take it back cut that out <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant to say what's the saying though your feet wet, your feet wet. wet. that's what i was trying
1: to say yeah yeah
0: this is just getting your feet wet But I did want to just leave on one last thing. So I did read this somewhere. It says, discipline is not obedience to someone else's standards to avoid punishment. It is learning and applying intentional standards to achieve meaningful objectives. So listeners, what is our objective? Is it to love from a pure heart and good conscience and sincere faith? Is it to be sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable? Um, What are our objectives? And when we see that, we can look at discipline as a really great thing that's going to get us there. Not something that, um, it's just to avoid punishment and something that's supposed to be making us miserable. Cause that's not true at all. Mm-hmm. So, Amen to that. Yep. All right, y'all, we will meet with you again next week. Have a great Wednesday and stay watered. Bye. <laughs>